Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and it's episode 253 or episode two of Ben in Quarantine. Uh, <laughs> Matt, the world of sports lost a legend today in Curly Neal of the Harlem Globetrotters, and that is basically all of the real sports news that there is for us to talk about. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot, of, you know, I, I mean, uh, no, no games. Obviously, you know some some postponements and uh, the draft apparently is still going forward, which that'll give us something to talk about here in the next couple of weeks. You know, we do our quarterback ranking, uh, some sense of, of traditional normalcy for an April, but uh, that's been about it. Yeah, the uh, the Olympics has been postponed, likely to next yeah. summer. Next summer, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, th- things keep shifting and going by the wayside. But but one thing that is certain is. Content needs to be filled, and in lieu yes. of having real content, uh, many of the major sports networks and minor sports networks and minor Twitter feeds uh, yep. a- and yep. my dad have formed different brackets <laughs> and different ideas. Yep. My, my dad did a candy bracket that looks like uh, is going to come down to the you know the wire. Sour Patch Kids got bounced in the first round, and that just destroyed uh. my bracket devastating for you yeah 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 no they'd, they'd probably be your pre-bracket favorite i would assume they were um yeah, yeah. but the the bracket that we're going to talk about or the ranking we're going to talk about is uh espn did a great of college basketball they had yeah. some more formal title uh and, yeah. and the winners i think we can all agree should have been some combination of danny manning bill walton kareem and yeah. maybe, and maybe Carmelo Anthony or well, you just said the names. I mean, Lou Alcindor. Lou Alcindor is the greatest college basketball player ever, and to me, there's really no debate about that. And and yeah, I mean, I saw it, and I realize it's fan voting, but you know, in the bracket, um, Shaq beat out Lou Alcindor. Come on, I mean, they had- was, I mean, Shaq was a good college player, but come on, they had to make a rule. When he when Kareem was in college, that you could right. not ju- that you could not dunk and dunk. and yeah. freshmen couldn't play varsity. Right, they had to right. have their own separate team. Which, yeah, you know, with him on it, could have beaten and the dynastic they UCLA. Did. Team. <laughs> they did. I mean, his freshman team. Now it was only one game, but his freshman team beat the national champion UCLA team. You know, and and yeah, uh, I mean, to me, you know, like I think you can make a good argument that Kareem is the greatest basketball player ever. Um, but college basketball only to me, like there's, there's not even really a, a, an argument for anybody above him. He played three years. They won three national championships. He was the player of the year. He was the final four player, you know, outstanding player. Uh, he went 88 and two in his three years of college basketball. Uh, like it's just not close. And I realized it was a different era. You know, uh, you know, there, there wasn't the same. Yeah, but parody, any era, you know, any era. It's exactly, exactly. I mean, I just, you know, I, you know, like you play that game, and it, it's sort of like, you know, well, could Babe Ruth hit today's pitching? Well, I don't know, you know, because Babe Ruth's dead, so probably not. But um, you know, you, you have to evaluate it on on what they did at that time. And to me, uh, Lou Alcindor, and then you know, one of the other votes I saw was you know Zion Williamson over Danny Manning. Yeah. That's insane. Insane. I mean, and, and I don't mean to be like old man, get off my lawn, but Zion Williamson played one year in college, not even a full season because he, he missed, you know, what, five five to ten games because of injury. Sneaker. 
Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and he was a great player. He was the national player of the year. And, you know, if you want to put him in your top 64 college players, sure. Well, but you know, for me, for me, some of these are, are pretty easy. And if you want to go yeah. by guys from our lifetimes who we saw, yeah, I think Christian Leitner. I, I think yes. I'd, I'd yes. have a hard time finding a list that doesn't have him as one of the top four. If top not five the, to ten for sure, yeah. I mean, four Final Fours in four years with two national titles. And yeah. played on the dream yeah. team without playing right. in the pros. Right, yeah. right, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, um, I agree. I mean, it's, it's tough to separate. I mean, two things make this tough. It's tough to separate a you know college career from what they did in the pros. And it's also tough now to look at a guy, I mean, how do you compare a Zion Williamson or let's even say like an Anthony Davis or a Carmelo Anthony, a guy who only played one year, but an outstanding one year, national champion, you know, player of the year, whatever it may be, to Lou Alcindor or Patrick Ewing or, you know, somebody who played, you know, three to four years in college, Magic Johnson even played two years, you know, Larry Bird. It's hard to separate those things. Yeah. I mean, there is some subjectivity to this, obviously. It certainly is. There, there uh, is, but it's kind of like there are certain obvious no I think, or obvious wrong. Uh, I mean, you know. well, and one other thing I didn't like about this, and I, and I realize why they did it, but don't have women's players with men's players. That's a different sport. Well, and it's, you're also going to get, look, you're going to get a vote that is entirely sexist and chauvinistic. Right. You know? or, or biased the other way. Yeah. You know, you'll have bias the other way. Well, you know, Brianna Stewart was better than, you know, Carmelo Anthony. <sighs> okay. I mean, how do you know that? Like, you know, it's a different sport. They play a different style of game. Yes, they, they still put the ball through the hoop. And yes, they, you know, but the shot clock's different. The style of the game quarters is now. different. I mean, with... Quarters, right, you right, know, with yeah. With the girl yeah, from you know? uh, Oregon, Sabrina right. Ionescu. Ionescu or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ionescu. I mean, you know, like... Like, okay, it probably would have been hard to come, I mean, this is harsh, but it probably would have been hard to do a 64-woman bracket separately, and then you would have gotten criticized for only doing 16. Why are you doing 16 women and 64 men? But, you know, do 16 women. You know, have, have you know, Tarazi and Cheryl Maya Miller Moore and Cheryl Miller and, you know, uh, Candace Parker. Deladon. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's a handful we can think of just recently and some of the, you know, older school ones. Um, but it's just different. I mean, how do you how do you compare? I mean, it's hard enough to compare Lou Alcindor to Anthony Davis, but it's even harder to compare Lou Alcindor to Brianna Stewart. They, they play different games that it's just different. It's like it's like saying, you know, who's better, uh, Serena Williams or Roger Federer? I don't know. They play. Yeah, the sport's the same, but that's it. The rules are different. You know, Serena Williams wins wins Grand Slams in best of threes. Yeah. Men's are best of five. So, I mean, there's a tangible difference in the sport. Well, and, you know, it's also hard in that comparison because I think that she could score some points and take a set, but her game is power. Right. And, and she's not a and that's power player on the men's side of the tour. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, I mean, it's the same, you know, like if you put, uh, you know, Maya Moore out there with, with men's basketball players. Could she make some shots? Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it, but, you know, she wouldn't be physically dominant because she's not going to be physically dominant in a game of seven foot, you know, guys like Kevin Durant. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't know. I, I feel like that was one thing I didn't like about this. And, you know, again, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it means absolutely nothing. Um, you know, whoever wins this is not all of a sudden going to have to be regarded as the greatest college basketball player ever. I, I will still believe it's Luel Cinder, and I probably will believe that forever. Because, again, college basketball has changed so much that you'll, you'll never see a player do what he did. You just won't. And he also feels like the kind of person who you could pick up and drop into whatever era. Yes. You know, know, that's one of the things, the Babe Ruth argument, I think that's entirely fair. I was listening to one of the time fillers on Joe Posnanski's podcast was they were talking about, you know, what one player would you like to see get dropped back into the past? And it's like, well, if you drop Garrett Cole back into the past, he throws about... 30 miles an hour harder than everybody else. (laughs) Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if a guy like Lou Alcindor came along now, he probably wouldn't play the same way as Alcindor slash Kareem. And I'm I'm referring to him as Alcindor, not to ignore his name change. But it's his college career, he was Lou Alcindor. Um, Plus, I just love the name Lou Alcindor. I think it's it's just a cool name, Um, you know, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, But, you know, he would play probably more like Kevin Durant. Or Kevin Garnett, or you know, I mean, like he wouldn't be a back to the basket guy because honestly, those guys are are they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, but his skill would still translate, you know. I mean, his sheer dominance, and again, I I think you could make a good argument. It it doesn't get argued very many people that Kareem is the best basketball player ever, mm-hmm. pro and college, and, and put it all together: six NBA titles, uh, five MVPs, the scoring leader. You know, I think Kareem gets forgotten because he wasn't a real media friendly guy. In fact, he was just the opposite. He was not. He was media unfriendly. Um, and you had, you know, Magic come along, who was so charismatic. And then Jordan with all the commercials. And, and you know, it just it's it's overwhelmed a guy like Kareem who didn't seek that out. And in fact, pushed it away. Um, but, you know, gosh, the, the, the longevity, the dominance. Um, but in college. Gosh, I mean, how you could argue, like, I've, you know, Jay Williams apparently picked Michael Jordan as the greatest college player of all time. That's laughable. He's not. He's a good college player, but he wasn't even the best player on his own team. James Worthy was. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing that's hard about this is it's hard to separate guys because, you know, when you – I saw some people on ASU Twitter being like, well, you know, James Harden had a great college career. It's like, he did, mm-hmm. but – not anywhere close to what he did. He, like James Harden, I, I believe, is probably the greatest ASU basketball player, college player during his college career. But yeah. I'm not sure he's light years ahead of Eddie House or light years just even ahead of Mario players? Bennett. Yeah, just probably college. not. You know? Yeah, yeah, and that's what makes it hard with anything like this. I mean, there's a another one that was going around today that maybe we can discuss in the future. You know, your top college quarterbacks. And it's hard to judge that because, you know, it's like, well, okay, you know, do you, do you say Peyton Manning, but is your influence, you know, are you influenced by his NFL career? He was a great college player, but he also had a great NFL career. Whereas a guy like Tim Tebow didn't. Um, and, and then sometimes that can go the other way. We say greatest college player. Well, we almost forget guys who were good in the pros because, well, they were good in the pros. Yeah. You know, it's Tebow and it's Tommy Frazier and it's Vince Young. And it's like, well, what about. You know, what about a Peyton Manning or Joe Montana or somebody like that who, yeah, they were they were great in college and the pros. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly interesting 
I mean, it's it's a fun debate, and you know, hey, we're 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 thirsting for things to talk about, and these are the things that we will probably be talking about over the next few weeks and months. Um, you know, before sports returns, uh, you know, is is these types of things, and you know, hey, it, it's a nice diversion, um, and and like I said, ultimately it doesn't amount to a hill of beans. I realize, uh, but yeah, they, you know, uh, Shaq over Lou Alcindor based on college career. Is crazy now. Shaq versus Kareem in you know entire basketball careers. That's an interesting debate. I'd probably still take Kareem, but it, that's it's at least one that you could you know have a reasonable conversation. I think. Yeah. Well, and Kareem allows us to pivot into the non-sports topic that I that's want right. to bring up. That's right. Um, uh, a legendary uh, movie role for Kareem as well. Yes. So if you were here for only sports talk, goodbye. Thank you for coming. We'll be back again. <laughs> we are now going to talk about greatest scene-stealing or movie-stealing characters with a dearth of actual time on screen, like Kareem in Airplane. Kareem. Roger Murdoch. Yes, yes. I, I think for me, the conversation has to begin with John Blutarski. Um because yeah. he is not in Animal House very much, but bl- every much. Bluto scene yeah. is a memorable scene. It's look, it's True. an otter True. movie. It's an otter flounder, you know, Boone and Pinto so, movie. Yeah, you're right. That's that, it's that's an interesting one, and one that you know, I'm sure probably somebody has done that research. Is how much screen time does John Belushi have in that movie? Um, he, you know, because he's he's in some very memorable scenes, and honestly, I bet if you asked. You know, most random folks. You know, who's the main character? Or who's the be- who's the lead actor in Animal House? They'd probably say John Belushi, even though probably by the numbers he's not. No, I I don't think he is. I think my recollection is I I heard somewhere that it was like less than half an hour. Yeah, or something yeah, like I that. Mean, it, which, probably true. I mean, because there's a lot of scenes that don't involve him. The road trip to Emily Dickinson College. He's not involved in that at all, except when they come back in the garage. Um, you know, the the trip to the Food King. He's not involved in that. Uh, so yeah, you're right. You're right. That's that's a good point. Yeah, and minimal dialogue for him. Um, yeah, yeah, and yet some of the most famous lines in the movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and having, you know. The I'm a zit, get it? That whole scene is all body work except him saying, I'm a zit, get it. I'm a zit, get it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, the, the scene in the garage when they come back, I'm not sure he has a single line, does he? Except, well, he does say, my advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Yeah, well, and he he waves them in. And he, he waves says, them in. It's good. That's After right. That's something. right, yeah. But the rest is is all physical, you know, the dancing around, the smashing the beer bottle. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my second offering, and it's you have to hear the whole thing because I know you'll agree, but I don't want to get Twitter blowback from the right. thousands of listeners we have. Right. My mom will probably be very upset by what you're going to say, but I'll I'll try to talk her down. But Steve Stifler in American Pie, yes, is a side character. Who steals the film? And so much so that he becomes a more relevant and more important character as the franchise goes along. It's it's similar to Jay and Silent Bob in Clerks, yes. where yes. he is not really the driving force, and in Mallrats for them as well. 
it, true, it's true. not driving storyline. It's not really doing anything, but so much funny stuff happens. Yeah, with you're him. right. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think you're right because you, you know, as Stifler is very much like Bluto, where as time has gone on, especially since they've made other movies that he's been more prominent in, you'd probably associate him with that movie maybe over anybody else, except for maybe Jim. Um, you know, just the, you know, again, you know, person on the street, who do you associate with it? Probably that. But yeah, if you just watched the first one, he's not that big of a character. He's not really their friend at all. I can't, you know, you got the four guys and they know Stifler, but he's not really, a, no, you know, he's, he's teammates with him. Oz. Yeah, they're using yeah. him for the party. Right. Because right. he has a good you house know, party. And, he, and he's lacrosse teammates with Oz, but he really has no connection to Jim or Kevin and, and he and Finch don't like each other at all, which that continues, of course, over time. Well, but, and it's yeah. also why in the second movie they have to be like, well, you have to add another person. Right. I already found someone. Right, right. And yes. they have and to that, act course, like, you know. Made him more prominent in that yeah. movie. But yeah, you're right, because it, it wouldn't have made sense based on the first movie that he was such a, you know, a big part of their summer plans. Yeah. Uh, but, my, yeah, you're right. You're I, right. I mean, and that that is an evolution through the movies. I mean, we've we've discussed that before. By the third one, Stifler's the main guy, basically. Yeah. I mean, the main story of American Wedding is Jim and Michelle, but the main character is Stifler. Yeah. And then my my last one that I've thought about for this because I only came okay. with three prepared. Okay. Alice Cooper's scene in Wayne's World lasts <laughs> maybe two minutes. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, it is basically all anyone knows about Milwaukee is from yeah. what Alice Cooper describes in that scene. That's true. That's true. That's true. You're right. Yeah, and and uh, was a uh, you know a, a, a sort of a. I mean, I'm not a huge like Alice Cooper buff. I don't know the entire history, but kind of a transcendent role for him because. You know, from my understanding, he wasn't really like thought of as, you know, a comic relief guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, that wasn't his shtick. And so to do something like that and like, you know, show he didn't take himself that seriously, sort of like Kareem in Airplane. It, it, it didn't fit their personality, what you thought of them before that. Now, Kareem didn't really transcend, you know, Kareem kind of stayed standoffish. And that's why that role is so unusual, because it's like it doesn't fit at all what you think of what Kareem was. Um, and it's kind of the same. Like, I mean, Alice Cooper had the, you know, the the dark look and, and you know, and yet he, he showed he didn't take himself that seriously in that movie. Yeah. Um, so those are those are my my main ones. I, those are good ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, you know, so. We've we've tried you know sort of an amateurish uh, preparation for this, but you know with with no sports, uh, you know we're just kind of winging it. So I'll admit I wasn't you know I wasn't prepared at all. But I'm kind of as we sit here looking through movies and looking at my DVDs and trying to see if there's any other that might pop out. And well, those are those are pretty good. Well, I, I mean you know, I, I, I can't think argue with those. It's funny because there's some that are like for us, for you and I. Yes. Um, I think the the Paolo Costanzo character in Road Trip, Ruben. Yeah. Ru- yes. Ruben is not yes. the star. And he's not. but to us, he's he's great. He's a pivotal role in that, yes. You know? Yes, yes. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean I'm uh 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. He's he's the fourth of the four guys in terms of you know their importance to the storyline. You could probably take him out easiest of the other, you know, compared to the other three. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, and some great little lines that we've quoted many a time over the years. Yeah. And now you mentioned road trip, and I'm going to use that to transition to something else you said before we started talking. And that is movies that you either couldn't make today or would be different today. Road trip to me might be one of the leaders of that because the entire premise of road trip would make no sense given today's world. You would not have to mail a videotape to your girlfriend. You could just talk via FaceTime. Yeah, I I think that we're learning that right now in the yes, quarantine. Yes, that it. I mean, it, you know, it is. It's it's one of those things that I've thought for years. Like it's a great movie, and I love watching it. But it is a relic of the early two thousands. You couldn't. You'd have to totally change the concept of that movie now. Because, you know, the whole idea of him mailing videotapes to his girlfriend at another college, you know, one, nobody has a VCR, but two, you don't have to do that type of stuff anymore. You can call on a cell phone, you can FaceTime, you can Skype, there's any number of ways to talk to people from hundreds and thousands of miles away. Yeah, it's it's certainly a leader in the clubhouse. Anything that involves the need to communicate solving the problem and and, you know a movie that dealt with that very quickly but appropriately harold and kumar what about my phone i lost my phone oh (laughs) we've come too far i can't go back for it the end right there right 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 yeah yeah you know and yet that's a what that maybe movie came out in 2004 2005 like Mm -hmm. you know that line would make no sense now in a way because he would go back and get his phone. We live on our phones now. Uh, you know, I mean, in 2004, you didn't have your phone. You weren't going to give me phone calls, but there was no, you know, texting was kind of a new thing. Maybe it existed, but it certainly wasn't as prevalent and you didn't get news on your phone. You didn't have Twitter. You didn't have, you know, any of that stuff. So that's another line that like, yeah, nowadays be like, hey, he'd be lost without his phone. Mm hmm. Well, that's also the thing. Any movie about being lost. Well, I like was going to say, Tommy Boy, if he had his when phone, they, he could get himself to White Castle and they could look up the hours of White Castle and they wouldn't have to be driving through you know, New Jersey, not sure where one was. Well, Tommy Boy, the whole scene about Iowa, Illinois. True, it, true. That, you just, your phone just tells you where to go. You're right. You're right. Yes. Well, and, and the scene in the car where they hit the deer. You don't have to have a paper map out anymore. Uh, you know, you just put it on your GPS. So you have your passenger pull up his phone or whatever, you know. So, yeah, you're right. That's that's a good one, too, is, you know, the, the directions. I mean, you and I have discussed that in our own lives the last few years as we've been going to football games in the SEC, how easy it is compared to if we, you know, were 20 years older and trying to do this. You know, how would we have ever gotten to Oxford without the phone? I mean, the, the winding roads and stuff like that, but that wasn't really that bad because we just trusted the directions and there we were. Yeah. It's, it's really something. It's You're right, though. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that with respect to Tommy Boy. But, yeah, you don't have to stop at a gas station and ask for directions to Davenport. Uh, you know, you just plug it in your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of... Now, there's those type. I mean, we're talking about more of the changing times, and I don't know if that's what you meant, 
there's also the movies that you could not make or scenes you could not do given the changing, like, you know, oh, sensitivity yeah. and political well, correctness I mean, and stuff like that. Animal House out. Uh, I mean, so much of Animal House you'd have to change. Yeah. So much. Um, uh, you know, I mean. Under the, under the radar one uh, that people don't think about because it, it seems like it's not that, that bad until you remember it and watch it is revenge of the nerds. There's, there's so much of revenge of the nerds Uh, when they break into the sorority, the description of Lamar's throwing style for the javelin (laughs) throw. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's overwhelming in, in many respects. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the the second American pie movie that, you know, when they're painting the house, they, that whole scene's out. (laughs) It pretty much would be. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, old school, a number of things about old school wouldn't work today. Um, you know, you just, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you and I've discussed off, off air, I guess for lack of a better way to say it, the, um, changing comedy, you know, comedy movies aren't the same and there just aren't that many of them anymore. It doesn't seem like, and I think that plays a role. I, I, you know, I, I've read, you know, other theories to that, that, you know, the overseas market just doesn't doesn't really do well with comedies and that's why you know you're seeing less and less of them and it, it makes sense too but i think there's just there's so many things that we used to laugh at that now it's like well you can't laugh at that that you know you kind of steer away from that now in making a movie mm-hmm. and, and i i do take umbrage with with the statement uh from todd phillips that you can't make a funny movie because of this there are Many funny movies out there. You have to, it's a different kind of movie. You have to find the humor in different ways. Right. Um, Well, and and you and I have just discussed some Todd Phillips movies. You know, Old School and Road Trip. Hangover. And the Hangover movies, obviously. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff, I mean, Hangover wasn't, Hangover was what, 10 years ago? Yeah. 10, 12 years? Something like that? Um, And there's some stuff in that that you probably couldn't get by with nowadays. It, it, you know, it, it isn't maybe super raunchy, but it's still a little raunchy, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 um, you can, yeah, you're right. I mean, there are still funny movies. I do find myself, maybe you, you know, I mean, we have different, you know, perspectives that there just aren't as many that, you know, the, the, the must see comedy movie has kind of left. Now I realize right now, you know, theaters are closed and all of that, but, but I, I haven't, um, you know, I haven't gone to a comedy movie in a theater in probably two, three years. I can't even remember the last one I went to. Well, I think, though, that that, that might be a, a broader discussion about are there – for me, there are must-see movies in the theater, but they are very few and far between. The The next James Bond movie, yeah. which was supposed to come out in two weeks and now is pushed right. till November. But, oh, yeah. but that I will go see in the theater. Yeah. The flip yeah. side, though, uh, you know – I thought, and I and I'm a staunch person in my view that big action sci-fi, whatever, like Fast mm-hmm. and the Furious, Star Wars movies, that franchises. If you like that, that's something you should see in the theater. And and I sure. and I had seen all of the new trilogy of Star Wars in the theater, but then the last one came out over Christmas, and I didn't go. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm wondering if we're we're also drifting towards this thing. Like my TV's plenty big; I don't have yeah. to pay for popcorn. Yeah. And but I you're can, right. You know. I mean, movie prices are are high, and, and yeah, I mean, concession prices are even higher. And uh, and and as you say that, it's true that 
probably the enjoyment of a comedy movie is the thing that changes the least between seeing it at home and seeing it in a theater. You know, going, I went and saw Anchorman probably three times in the theater. It's no less funny watching it at home. But a, a you know, a drama, a, an action movie, seeing it at the theater, you know, uh, um, The Dark Knight. I went and saw The Dark Knight on opening day when it came out in 2008. And I've watched it at home, and it's really good, but it's not the same as seeing it in a the theater. Like, that is a movie that was unique to see in a theater. So I, I suppose that's a, a point, and I don't even know if it's the point you were really going for, but as you said that, it made me think of it, that, like, you know, it's, it's easier to watch a comedy movie at home and get the same enjoyment out of it. Yeah, and I, so that's part of it. And the other thing is I think it depends on what you're, you know, the, there aren't really big-budget comedy movies anymore. There isn't. There isn't. No. no. And, and, and so you have to and, figure out: Do you like the Netflix "Always Be My Maybe" right. or the? Right, uh, right. You know, I just watched for the for the second or third time a movie that I think has a hilarious premise, which is Two Night Stand, where never seen it. The, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And it's Miles Teller and Annalee Tipton, and the premise is she goes over to his house in New York City for a one night stand and then there's a blizzard. So she's trapped there. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, and yeah. it's look, it's a sweet, yeah, difficult they fight. You know, they, they come back, but I, the premise of it to me is funny. So I like the whole movie off the premise alone. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, and I, I have to, I guess, concede as we're talking that, you know, my circumstances have changed when I compare it to 10 to 15 years ago, when I was in college, I had a lot of free time. And so I would go, I mean, I, gosh, I went to the, the theater there on mill. And then after it opened the theater at the Tempe marketplace, a ton during college, because, you know, especially, you know, later years. And then after I was done with college, you know, I was working at ASU. So my schedule was very, very, you know, I worked a lot of nights and weekends, but I had a lot of days to just do whatever I wanted. And now that's not the case. You know, the last 10 years or so, I've worked full time and I have less, uh, less just, you know, free time to go to movies. But I also just feel less of a pull to go to one, too. Uh, you know, so, I, I mean, my, my own schedule, my own routine has changed. But, I mean, I, I think I've only gone to maybe three or four movies in the theater total in the last couple of years. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I saw Uncut Gems. Uh, I saw Joker. And that might be it. For the at least the last year, I saw Little Women, which was I know you did. good. <laughs> uh, I saw an, a documentary called Fantastic Fungi at the same oh, theater. I saw Little Women. Uh, okay, that okay. movie. I will tell you. So it drags a little in the middle. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, super yeah. fascinating how okay. like the the different things about mushrooms and fungi and their role in, in the environment and how the world works, but also like how little we know about it. And and the guy had some line, something like, look, most of these mushrooms have super health benefits and it's great and you should do them. But the downside is some of them can kill you and that's why yeah. people don't try. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I suppose that would. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, that's why right, we then. don't know I've anything not, about it. <laughs> I've not seen that one, nor had I heard of it until, 30 seconds ago. Um, I had heard of little women, uh, you know, and, and apparently the one that was made before, which I didn't know was the same exact 
story, but, a, you know, I guess a, a different variation on it. And I almost jokingly texted you a few nights ago because the 1994 version was on TV and I thought maybe I'd let you know, but I didn't. I, I just, I bit my tongue for the moment or held my fingers, I guess, uh, to be accurate. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Again, I, you know, like anything, your own personal circumstances color your perception. Yeah. And we've talked about college basketball. And I've said many times, and now, boy, am I kicking myself for saying it based on missing the tournament this year. But, you know, the college basketball just isn't as good as it used to be. And I think that's true. That said, my perception's different because, you know, eight to ten years ago, I was working at ASU. And, and then before that, we were students at ASU, and we were going to all the games. And so I lived and breathed college basketball, and now I don't as much anymore because, you know, just situation's different. So is it the sport or is it me? I don't know. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. That said, I would just really love to have some college basketball on right now. And we should. So, But no such luck. So what's the line for you right now? I, I assume you're not watching, like, all of the replays of, you know, MLB games today. From I watched, well, I didn't watch any today, but I have watched them in, uh, a couple days ago. They replayed game six and seven of the Cubs-Indians. I watched some of that while I was at work. Um, you know, uh, but I have watched some college basketball replays. I, I texted you about Duke, Kentucky on this past weekend or maybe the weekend before, whenever that was, I think it was just this last weekend. Um, uh, you know, so is that, is that what you mean as far as yeah. what I'm watching? Cause I, I guess oh, yeah. what I was getting to was like, where is the line for you of like it being worth it? You know, if there was new Korean baseball league, baseball, <laughs> I would probably I watch would it. Watch that. I'd probably put it I on. Would. I don't know. I mean, I, I heard people talking, you know, I guess last weekend there was some Australian rules football on. Like, I still, I got to have some investment in the game in order to watch it. I, I'm not at the point yet where, you know, I would watch Australian rules football. Um, now, two months from now, my answer might be different if we're still, you know, with no sports. But uh, let's say this, the, you know, random Saturday afternoon, um, you know, Ohio state playing Iowa game that a month ago, I probably would have never turned on, man. If that was on right now, I'd be inhaling it. Like, you know, give me more. If there was a, a you know, a Knicks versus Hornets game on TNT, bring it on. I'd watch it. Yeah. All right. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be, you know, Lakers Clippers. Uh, you know, that would be great if they were playing, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd watch, uh, you know, give me, give me the, you know, two random teams, the, you know, the Blazers and the Magic or something. Like, yeah, I'd watch that if it was on. Okay. So right now, as we speak, I'm watching Super Bowl 41 re air on NFL Network. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of watching old events. Let's say that, you know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm filling the time with a lot of reality television. Okay. Uh, and then I am, I'm reading a new book actually called uh, that is based on a, a recommendation from Kevin Clark, uh, the ringer writer. Oh yeah. He did yeah. a, he did a short video where he did some book recommendations and, and he recommended this book called the ghost map by Steven okay. Johnson, which is about a cholera epidemic breaking out in London in the 1850s and what they did to track it, trace it and stop it. 
Uh, I see. Okay. Which is kind of fascinating because it's kind of like how we as a world learned how to deal with stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it seemed like a timely thing and also nice to Pertness see like – A little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, taking a a proactive approach. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I, I haven't uh, – my my dad got the uh, Ed O'Bannon book and he read it and he gave it to me and I've read a little bit I haven't I haven't uh, dived into or dove into it too much yet but I'm I'm going to because uh, that's a obviously a story and a uh, issue that you know is a hot button for me so doing doing a little bit of that watching watching a lot of The Office Comedy Central has been uh, pumping out Office reruns so I've been watching a ton of that too. Yeah, see the one nice thing about you doing your full Office viewing from start to finish. Yes. Is that now you can just pop in. Now I can just watch a rerun and know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, uh, and it's such a fun show, and it just, it really is kind of a, like, you know, I, I think when this is all said and done, I might look back and think, you know, that The Office helped get me through all this, because it's fun, it's, uh, it's mostly lighthearted, there's always some good humor to it, and it's just, it's kind of a fun thing to turn on and just let your mind escape for a little bit. So I, I, before we wrap up, this is unplanned, but it occurred to me, so I'm going to ask you to do this for me, Matt. Okay. My dad today, when we were talking, said that he and my mom were considering starting for the first time watching The Wire. Okay. And he was uncertain of whether that would be a good idea. Absolutely a good idea. I would like you to make a very short case for why he should, because I tried and I don't think I okay. succeeded. Well, here's one sentence. It's the greatest television show I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, it, it's, and it's Matt, just great. Matt, may I clarify? You've seen multiple television shows? I have. I have. Now, I will say, you know, uh, I've, I've seen The Sopranos. Great show. Love The Sopranos. Would encourage that, too, if they haven't seen that. Uh, the Office, I believe, is probably the greatest comedy I've seen. You know, as far as start to finish you know, just funny and, and good throughout, even though it kind of, it has some lulls, but it doesn't, it doesn't completely dip. But yeah, I think the wire is the greatest TV show I've ever seen. That's, that's stronger and, and more well put than, than my, I mean, the characters are so good and the stories are so well done and, and, uh, it's, it's, it's so unique because I mean, you've seen it, obviously I'm not telling you anything you don't know. The, the characters, stay the same and yet there's new ones every season that add another layer to the show and and when you first like start out watching a new season you almost have this hesitancy of like well wait a minute what happened to my what happened to my familiar from before and then before you know it you're more into the other character like you know you and i have discussed it season four which gets into the story of the of the high school kids when i first started that season i thought i don't know is this going to be any good and then by the end of it I loved those characters. Like those, those, you know, they were they were as good as anybody on the show. Um, and so it's it's a very unique show in that it changes its cast without losing the edge that it had. And most shows you can't say that about. Well, most shows that, once they start changing cast, they start to dip. That's the crazy thing about what The Wire brought to to viewers in season two is it basically was yeah. like, hey, we're, we're still telling the same story. You just right. have to trust us that we're telling right. the same story. Right, And season two is a little bit uh, it's arduous. There. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't see the connection right away. Well, the you payoff like doesn't come to like season stories. five. Season four and five, yeah. yeah. When, you, when you start to see them come, you know, come together 
as far as where this all comes, you know, and where it meets. Yeah, you know, um, and and so yeah, season two is one that tests you a little bit. Season one is great, and season three is great. Mm-hmm. And season two, you're kind of left thinking, okay, did we just waste all this time on this, you know, other story arc that really like not as interesting? But then it ends up making sense. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a. I would absolutely encourage it. I was trying to get my parents into it, um, you know, a couple months ago before any of this occurred, where people were stuck at home, like you know, because they they watched The Office after I did and loved it, and you know, like well, you guys should watch The Wire. Totally different show, absolutely. Uh, the only thing they have in common is that they start with the word the, um, <laughs> but just just great characters on The Wire too. I mean, so many. You think about, you know. Bunk, and you think about Omar and Bodie and Stringer and Avon and McNulty, and I mean, it just, just, God, they go on and on and on. Yeah, Chris and Snoop. Yes, 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 and again, the the high school kids, uh, you know, which totally catches you by surprise because you're like, you know, well, this is not a kids show. Well, no, it's not a kids show, but they are they are so vital to it, and you know, Randy Wagstaff and and the story behind him, and oh god, I mean, it just it's a great show. Yeah. Uh, for whatever it's worth, I think The Office is probably the greatest network comedy. Uh, I think Silicon Valley is still my single favorite episode of a of a comedy ever is the Silicon Valley Tech Crunch Disrupt episode. It is just perfect comedy to me. It it is the thing like sometimes you find a thing and you're like, this is my sweet spot. This is this is my thing. And the Tech Crunch Disrupt episode is my sweet spot of comedy. It's like, yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I watched a little of that show. I never got into it like you did. I mean, it wasn't bad. I didn't dislike it. Um, I just never, it never really caught my eye, I guess, but the office didn't for a really long time. I mean, I've told you that, like, you know, when the office was big on NBC, I would see commercials for it and like, "Eh, it doesn't do it for me, you know, like, "Eh, whatever. And, and then I started watching it last summer or last spring, I think, you know, just little by little on Netflix and loved it. And, uh, you know, now I, I will admit when I say it's the greatest, you know, the wire is the greatest show. I am not a huge TV watcher. Um, you know, I, I've watched Mad Men. I've watched Breaking Bad, um, both great series as well. Uh, the Sopranos, Six Feet Under, you know, some of those well-known dramas. I don't, you watch more TV than me in terms of shows. Um, you know, so I, I don't speak from a tremendous wealth of knowledge, but it, to me, it is it is the best show I've seen. I've watched it all the way through three times and been as entertained all three times. Uh, this is going to wrap up our second quarantine episode. As you, dear listener who made it this far, know, we're out of stuff to talk about. Like, we'll talk about the NFL draft. And yes, we will. We can talk about this new baseball deal where the players are going to get guaranteed money even if the season's canceled. That just came yeah. out now. Uh, okay. But I hadn't even heard that. Yeah, $175 million guaranteed to pay for uh, April and May as the pool of money. And if the season gets canceled, that is it for the year. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, well, we'll hope that does not happen. But if you have ideas, text us, tweet us, carrier pigeon, just don't come within six feet of me <laughs> and tell me your idea and I'll, and, and we'll do it. So, uh, 
Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.